I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm Patty Teal, here as usual with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. And we have a very exciting guest today, and I know it's someone that you know very well, Vicki, retired Superior Court Judge George Eskin. Now, Vicki, I was doing a little research, and he has quite the illustrious career, which you probably already know. I'm just going to give a few highlights before you introduce him. He was a trial prosecutor in the Ventura County District Attorney's Office before serving as the assistant DA. He was engaged in a private law practice back in the 70s when he was appointed Santa Barbara County Assistant District Attorney and then became Chief Assistant to Los Angeles City Attorney Burt Pines, supervising the largest municipal prosecution agency in the United States. He guided the establishment of innovative programs for the prosecution of domestic violence, consumer, and environmental protection cases. Gosh, he's been honored by so many organizations. The Ventura County Criminal Defense Bar Association in 1990 honored him for outstanding contributions to the criminal justice system. And then in 1997, the Santa Barbara Criminal Defense Bar Association presented him with its Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, my goodness. He's volunteered at so many places and so many worthwhile organizations. I can't even name them all. So those are just some highlights, and I'll turn it over to you, Vicki. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Patty, and thank you for sharing Judge Eskin's illustrious career, and it really has been illustrious. He has been a public servant of the highest order, and I've always been so grateful for the way he's presided uh, on our Santa Barbara County Superior Court bench. Uh, which is where I came to know um, Judge Eskin. And he is retired, but I understand, uh, Judge, that you are still presiding on an as-needed basis. So I I just want to thank you for coming on the show today, and I want to um, tell our listeners how it happened that he is on our show today. I happened to give a presentation to an organization called the Great Hampton, and this was an organization about scams targeting our community. George Eskin was one of the people in the audience, and at the end of my presentation, when people had an opportunity to ask questions or make comments, George Eskin told a story about how he almost got scammed. And you know, Patty, I have said many times, there is a scam for everyone. These crooks, these fraudsters don't just prey on the vulnerable, but all of us. All of us can be vulnerable to the kinds of things that they do. So when the judge told his story, I immediately contacted him and asked if he would come on Scam Squad to share his experience. So Judge Eskin, I'm going to turn it over to you. Welcome and please tell us what happened and how these scammers made contact with you. Thank you. Thank you, Vicki. And thank you, Patty, for those kind words. It was really kind of ironic I had received notice from the Grey Panthers of Santa Barbara organization about the program presentation that Vicki was going to give on various scams that might affect the elder community. And I had registered for the program. And four days before the program, I received an email that was ostensibly 
from the president of the Eucalyptus Hill Improvement Association. Now, I'm a volunteer block captain for the Eucalyptus Hill Improvement Association. My responsibilities involve notifying my neighbors in the event of a disaster or a tragedy that's on its way. And so my name and email address are on the Eucalyptus Hill Improvement Association mailing list, distribution list. And I received an email on November the 4th, ostensibly from the president, who said, Hello, George, are you available for assistance? I'm out of the state now, and I have absolute confidence in you to handle this. The Eucalyptus Hill Improvement Association needs electronic gift cards to make donations to veterans in hospice and palliative care to buy coronavirus disease prevention items. I'm responsible for the reimbursement. Would you like further information? And it was signed by the president of the Eucalyptus Hill Improvement Association. So I was just slightly suspicious. I accepted it for what it represented, but just to make sure, I responded to her and said, to assure that this is you and not a scam, please send me a note about my daughter and use her name. And the reason I did that is that in prior communications with the president, we had discussed the fact that she was a good friend of my daughter, and I know that she knew her name from prior communications. So before I got further response, I heard this back from the president, ostensibly from the president. George, I'll want to inquire if you're talking about, and she used my daughter's name, and she also used my daughter's current employment status and referred to it for some years now. Oh, she went on to say, George, this isn't a scam. I was still a little suspicious, especially because of the way it was worded. And I decided to call the president at her home number as a means of verification of her being where she claimed to be, which was in Hawaii. And so I called her cell phone number, despite the fact that she had warned me that cell service in Hawaii was very poor. And I reached her and she told me she's not in Hawaii. She's on Eucalyptus Hill at home. And this definitely is a scam. And that was the end of it as far as I was concerned. Although the president then sent out an email to all members of the Eucalyptus Hill Improvement Association, alerting them to the possibility that the email server had been hacked, or somehow or other, persons who were pursuing this particular scam might reach out to other members of the association. Part of it that was so unsettling to us was not only did they have access to the email addresses, but they obviously had access to email exchanges that we had had. And that's the only way they could have known my daughter's name or the fact of her current employment. And so that means that people had not only hacked into the email somehow or other, but had read the emails and had taken information from the emails that was personal to the members of the Eucalyptus Hill Improvement Association, which is several hundred of my neighbors. You don't think he could have found your daughter's name online and her place of employment? You're pretty sure he actually... Oh, no, no. It had to have been as a result of communications between me and the president. Oh, that is unsettling then. Mm -hmm. So do you think that the president's email was hacked or do you think your email was hacked or both? We know that her email was hacked and then whoever hacked it 
had access to all exchanges that she'd had sure. with the other members of the Eucalyptus Hill Improvement Association. Right. That makes sense. Once they got into her email account, it was all there. Yeah. And maybe even the contact list for members of the association. But what really is unsettling is that they targeted you and they must have realized or figured out ahead of time that if you asked a security question like, is there a person we know in common? They already had that information available. You know, they must have looked at your email exchanges and knew the language kind of to use with you. Maybe they even knew when you were reading off the list of gift cards that you were supposed to be getting for various organizations. I thought to myself, well, things like hospice, that would be something that Judge Eskin would like to support. I did leave out a couple of the uh, exchanges that I had with the president. I responded to her, what would you like me to do? And her response had some more suspicious language in it. She said, are you available for assistance? I'm out of the state now, and I have absolute confidence in you to handle this. The Eucalyptus Hill Improvement Association needs electronic gift cards where they're to be sent. I'm responsible for the reimbursement. Would you like further information? I think it was then that I called because there was just something about it. She told me where I could purchase these gift cards. Oh, yeah. She said, you can purchase Amex, One Vanilla, or eBay gift cards for the donation pledged to Veterans at Hospice and Palliative Care Unit on behalf of the Eucalyptus Hill Improvement Association. She said, you can purchase the cards at any store near you. And she gave us examples, Walmart, Target, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. In your current location. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> she knows that there's no Walmart, Target, or Sam's in our neighborhood. Right. If she, yeah. If she yeah. had told me to go down to Coast Village Road to the UPS store, yeah. maybe I would have gone. <laughs> they knew enough, but not quite enough. I'll tell you this, Vicki, since that experience, just last week, I received an email, and this is another approach they're using, these scammers. I received an email from a local sports writer who I've known for 30 years, at least as long as I've been announcing the Gaucho games. And the email said, hello, need a favor from you. Do you have an account with Amazon? Question mark. Signed by him. This just seemed really odd to me. I mean, I speak to him throughout the year having to do with various basketball issues, but just seemed odd to me. So I think I called him too. And he emailed back and said, no, George, it's not me. Yeah, it's just astonishing how they're able to do this. You know, Vicki, it's very different, qualitatively different from the incessant telephone calls we get. Yes. And your advice, which was great to the Great Panthers, don't pick up the phone. And ordinarily, the scammers don't leave a message. But how many times a day do I get a call from some Orlando, Florida, or someplace in Ohio, or someplace in Texas about my extended car warranty? I'll tell you the one I love is when somebody calls from the Treasury Department about an enforcement action and a warrant that's issued for my arrest. Now, I think that's the one, especially people who are in retirement facilities and whatnot, should be very careful about because I can see how they could get frightened. But as soon as somebody asks for money, that's the signal. Goodbye. Patty and I have said many, many times on this show, 
It's gift cards. The minute somebody says go and get gift cards to do whatever, pay a fine or have a warrant recalled or whatever, gift cards, you know it's a scam. That's the danger of the internet. If you put too much out there, the scammers will use that information to scam you. Scamming is big business. These are like big corporations that run these scams. There's apartment buildings or there's office buildings in India that are nine stories high and every floor they have phone banks running a different scam. I suppose now the first red flag would be the urgency. It's something that has to be done right away. Why would the president of the Eucalyptus Hill Improvement Association wait till the last day that it has to be done to contact me? I just thought of another red flag that people could look for, and that is the email address Mm -hmm. from the person was not the email address from which I ordinarily get messages from her. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, listen, Judge, I really want to thank you for coming on our program. I'm so glad you weren't scammed. Thank you. Uh, you. (laughs) That you were able to catch it and put a stop to it and alert your friend, which is exactly what we we need to do if something like that happens to us. Thank you. Thank you, Judge. Bye-bye now. So my fraud hotline is area code 805-568-2442. And I'll repeat 805-568-2442. Please call me if you have any questions, any concerns, and I really do like to know what's going on out there. So do not hesitate to call. Patty, I do have some good news. And we've talked about this before, the online purchasers of pets and how that is just a ripe area for fraudsters. So here is the headline. This is from the Department of Justice. Cameroonian citizen extradited from Romania pleads guilty to conspiracy to defraud online purchasers of pets. What could be sadder than to realize that it's just a scam? So There is a website called lovelyhappypuppy.com that people would log on to. And this offered pets for sale. And of course, there were wonderful pictures of these pets. So people would get caught up in this and fall in love with a picture of an animal and go ahead and place their order. And then, of course, there were all kinds of problems. Transport was delayed. They needed more money to fix some problem with the transporting little puppy. They needed insurance for the puppy. Oh, then the the pet had been exposed to COVID. So we needed to have money for vet fees and on and on and on. And of course, the pets were never delivered and people were heartbroken. And I just wanted to remind people of this scam now, because we are sometimes uh, prompted to get a pet for Christmas. What could be nicer than having a little puppy under the Christmas tree? Just be very careful. These are purchases that should happen in person, not online. So anyway, this person was extradited from Romania and he pled guilty. So one more scammer off the street. Well, that is very good news, especially those poor people who fell in love with a puppy and then just kept getting milked for more and more money after they already had a bond with this non-existent pet. Very sad. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Vicki. Until next time. Until next time. All right. Bye-bye now.